Live Mike. Fans, it is time once again for another edition of the live mic. I am your host, Michael Beck, hanging out with you again today, talking as always about your Pittsburgh Steelers. In this week's episode, I want to celebrate the Steelers' record and what uh, minor accomplishment they have to take care of very shortly from now in order to take a complete stranglehold of the AFC and cakewalk their way to a first round bye in the AFC playoffs. Yes, at this point, we already know the Pittsburgh Steelers are 6-0 heading into Baltimore. This was uh, an incredible achievement by the Steelers to uh, start off the year with a record like this. But they've given themselves some unbelievable flexibility moving forward here. And basically, they don't have to beat Baltimore both times they played them this year to cakewalk their way to the AFC North title. However, if they want to win the AFC North as a rather AFC, the entire conference, not just the division, the entire AFC as a whole, winning this week and pushing their record to 7-0 is exactly how they have to do it. Obviously, this is a big time five-star matchup, as Coach Tomlin likes to say. But uh, more than that on the line is really the tiebreakers, and a direct, easy path to that number one seed. And really, when you look at the rest of the Steelers' schedule, it shapes up so nicely for them after this game in Baltimore. It's uh, It really couldn't be any more favorable for the Steelers. For those people that thought the Steelers had a cakewalk of a first, what, four games, five games, if you include that Baltimore as a, as a soft opponent, you best believe it. Uh, it gets almost easier in the back half especially when you look at how the team's kind of already uh, shaped up throughout the first half of the season and uh, what uh, those opponents are doing from here on out. But starting things off, just kind of talking about the Ravens matchup in general. If the Steelers can go into Baltimore knock off that Ravens team that right now is hot on the Steelers' heels for the top of the division and the top of the conference, well, winning that game puts some breathing room between the Steelers and the Ravens. A full two and a half games because the Steelers would have the tiebreaker and it wouldn't matter what happened on Thanksgiving when Baltimore came into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh would still hold on to the AFC North lead, win, loss, or draw in that game depending on uh, how the Steelers' three games in between the two Ravens games go. But if they are to win those three, which right now on paper really looks like they should, it shouldn't matter. Winning this weekend legitimately puts the Steelers in a place to win the AFC. And it doesn't matter. They're not playing Kansas City, and they're not going to need any tiebreakers along those lines. They've beaten the Tennessee Titans, who were the only other undefeated team with a cakewalk of a schedule. When you look at it, the Tennessee Titans really could have pushed the Steelers uh, and and bumped them out of that first place wildcard spot. Now that the, the Chiefs have knocked off the Ravens, but if the Steelers are able to knock off the Ravens a couple times too, then 
Obviously, there's a whole bunch of other factors that have have to go in play, uh, including division opponents and whatnot. But the Chiefs did lose to the Oakland Raiders. Losing within the division is a pretty high divisional tiebreaker. Winning this game against the Ravens keeps the Chiefs down away from the Steelers. And in my opinion, this first bye the, the lone bye week now because seven teams are making the playoffs out of either conference. Getting that lone bye week, especially for a team that ha- had their own bye week in week four, would be massive. Being the number one seed in this year, 2020, really puts up every single team in a perfect position to go on a run to the Super Bowl. And it's going to be considerably harder for anyone uh, that doesn't finish with that kind of top spot. But... Uh, the Steelers have put themselves in a position where they where their destiny is in their hands. Going 6-0 puts them in a, a perfect position not only to improve to 7-0, but going back in NFL history, I want to say the number for teams that make the playoffs when they start 6-0 is somewhere around 98%. And that is when six teams out of an individual conference makes the playoffs. Add another playoff spot, and all of a sudden, it it almost seems like the Steelers have locked in their path to the 2020 playoffs, no matter what happens in the back half of the schedule here. And when you look at some of these fluffy opponents, you can see exactly where the Steelers can win these games. And if they just happen to make it to 9-7, and which would only be three more wins in a schedule that has 10 more games, you could quite easily see the Steelers in the playoffs. But beating Baltimore this week puts them in a prime time spot to get to that number one seed. Now, heading into Baltimore will not be an easy task. Of course, Lamar Jackson, the reigning league MVP from a year ago, uh, he hasn't played his best football. And the Steelers have kind of crafted their defense basically to stop the Baltimore Ravens. When you look at pretty much every move the Steelers have made since the Ravens have drafted Lamar Jackson, it is to keep the speedster at bay and keep him in the pocket. Remember, Lamar Jackson has only played one career game against the Steelers a year ago. And really, the Steelers should have won that game in Heinz Field. Devin Bush was super young, and Mark Barron played his worst game as a Steeler in that game. Basically, Mark Andrews was running wide open all game long. It is a significant loss not having Devin Bush there this year after he tore his ACL in that Cleveland matchup in Week 6, but now... If Robert Spillane is able to put up just a fraction of what we saw out of Devin Bush and how he was able to kind of limit Lamar Jackson with that limited experience, there is a possibility that the Steelers can continue to keep him at bay. That responsibility might fall on the shoulders of one Terrell Edmonds, who the Steelers defense has turned to each and every week and said, Terrell, we are putting you one-on-one with somebody. It could be a receiver, could be a running back, could be a tight end. This week, it could very well be a quarterback and Terrell Edmonds keep them at bay and you know what he's done this year in 2020 Terrell Edmonds has stopped each and every person he has been tasked with stopping Terrell Edmonds has been an absolute stud and really uh, he's been a nightmare for teams to game plan against because whoever it seems like he is on they are not having a big game. Yeah, sure, Terrell Edmonds doesn't come away at those fumble recoveries or interceptions, but he has stepped up majorly in 2020, and that could be the option in stopping Lamar Jackson. Another one of those things that we got to keep in mind here is that the game is on the road. 
Uh, obviously, that favors the Ravens quite a bit, but obviously, in this COVID-19 kind of stressed year, there's not going to be many fans in Baltimore. There will be some fans in the stands, but uh, there won't be as many as the Steelers kind of uh, went up against when they went into Tennessee, even though that was about a 60-40 crowd split, according to reports that uh, Steelers fans showed up for that one. Potentially, we could see that again down there in the state of Maryland. Winning this game, though, it's going to take a combined team effort and a combined 60 minutes. One that we kind of saw the Steelers play against the Cleveland Browns in week six. And basically what the Steelers were able to do in the first half against the Tennessee Titans. But they're going to have to flip that and pull it off two weeks or two halves in a row not just one half and then fall apart because Baltimore will take advantage they have a killer instinct about them and that franchise uh, has historically uh, done some damage against the Steelers when they let their guard down this game too however Baltimore is coming off their bye week and they have added an outstanding piece in Yannick Ngakwe Ngakwe and Calais Campbell, another one of their free agent acquisitions, were both Steeler killers back in 2017 when they were members of the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Ngakwe has not scared me whatsoever so far this year in the year 2020 as he has in the past, but Calais Campbell has been an absolute beast, and I'm worried that he is going to be the biggest game wrecker that the Steelers will have faced this year and potentially will face all season long. Calais Campbell, uh, two weeks ago in the Steelers, or in the Baltimore Ravens last game put up three sacks of course the guy's 6'9 he's batting balls down each and every game and that became a bit of an issue uh, the Steelers the last two games against the Cleveland Browns and Tennessee Titans RPOs or quick passing games getting batted down or knocked up at the line of scrimmage of course against Cleveland for the most part all those passes fell harmlessly to the ground Against the Tennessee Titans, what do we see? We saw an interception because of those hands in the air. And Calais Campbell does it better than anyone in the game right now. And if that is a trend that continues, Baltimore, you know how good their DBs are. If a football is getting volleyballed up into the air, they're going to come away with turnovers. And that's something the Steelers absolutely have to avoid. Ben Roethlisberger is going to have to play better this week than he did against Tennessee. But something that we have learned... The Pittsburgh Steelers can win football games when they haven't played their best. This team really, I don't think, have come anywhere close to their their peak six games in the season, and they've won all six of those games. That is one of the one of the earmarks of a championship level team. They proved that they can do it. If they can stretch that out for a full 60 minutes, no one can stop this Steelers team. This defense is too good. There's too many weapons on offense. And this coaching staff has proved week in, week out to me that they have developed game plans to put this team in the correct position to win each and every game. Like it or not, Randy Feekner, Keith Butler, or even Mike Tomlin, say what you will about them in the past, but this year they have been dynamite and electric. And you know what? I'll even throw Danny Smith's name out there, special team coordinator. The Steelers special teams have been outstanding. Chris Boswell's been nailing field goals. That kickoff coverage team, I stress a ton in my game grades, has been outstanding. Most of the time, opposing teams that the Steelers are going up against, they rarely get the ball to start uh, any kick kickoff past the 20 yard line they're typically starting drives between their 10 and 15 yard line it has been outstanding so credit to the special teams but it's going to take a full three phase 60 minute effort to beat the baltimore ravens but like the topic of the show says if the steelers knock off the baltimore ravens this week 
you, you can see an easy path where the Steelers could really kind of cake the cakewalk their way to that number one seed in the AFC. Just take a look at some of the games that the Steelers have after this Baltimore Ravens game. Say the Steelers go to 7-0. The week after that, they're heading to Dallas. And you know what? I know the Steelers, the last couple times they played in AT&T Stadium, have not come away with victories. However... Dak Prescott has been injured out for the year. Andy Dalton has a major concussion. We do not know how long that's going to last. Their quarterback, whose name I cannot even remember at this point because he was a FCF starter like one Devlin Duck Hodges a year ago, but without the defense that the Steelers had in 2019, the Cowboys are ripe for the picking. Week after that is the Steelers' first matchup with the Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals. (laughs) The Bengals, obviously Joe Burrow has been outstanding, and the Bengals will be coming off their bye week in Week 10. They'll have an extra week to game plan, and Joe Burrow has looked great. However... It's still the Bengals, and the Bengals have lost twice to the Browns. They've only, I believe, only won one game on the year at this point and tied the Philadelphia Eagles. The Steelers should have no problem beating the Bengals, who they play twice. And that Week 10 matchup is back home in Pittsburgh. It couldn't have been a better place for that game to go down. After that, the Steelers are heading to Jacksonville. And thank God in 2018, the Steelers kind of got that Jaguars monkey off their back. The Jaguars have just slumped outstandingly since that 2017 AFC championship team that they had when they lost the Patriots uh, in that AFC title game. They are nowhere near that level uh, of uh, elite team. And sure, it could potentially be a trap game, but Gardner Minshew and company is not on that level. I could totally see those next three games piece of cake wins for the Steelers. So if if they end up 7-0, I could see an absolute world at a definitive world where they go 10-0. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. It is set up perfectly for that. And you know what? The the, the Week 12 matchup against the Baltimore Ravens on Thanksgiving in Pittsburgh, historically, those teams that go into... Uh, that go on the road on Thursday night footballs typically lose the game at about three quarters of the time the home team wins Thursday night football. I want to say when you add on the holiday factor, that's like a multiplier times two. Teams do not win on the road on holidays and that's what Baltimore is being tasked with doing week 12 going into Pittsburgh. Really, every everything's in the Steelers' uh, favor at this point in the year, that game for the Steelers to win it. And really, if they were to win that game, everyone all of a sudden is going to start talking. Could this team go 16-0? And I don't want to be that cursed guy. But when you look at the schedule, those two Baltimore games are obviously the most worrying ones. Winning this week would is going to be the hardest game that's left on the schedule. Knocking off Baltimore in Week 12, which statistics say the Steelers should win. You look at those last five games. They're at home against the Washington football team who have been terrible. They cannot find a quarterback. Their their team's just a mess, but they have managed to win a couple of games. That entire NFC East has just been a pitiful division, and the Steelers should absolutely win that game. You look at Week 14, Sunday night at Buffalo. That is another tough game. However, the Bills have been slumping as of late. I know that's more than two months away at this point, but when you look at the nitty-gritty of it, the Bills have been slumping. They barely beat the lowly New York Jets, who right now look to be potentially the worst team on paper in the history of professional football. And they could potentially be that team 
that not only goes 0-16, but are in the argument to be a team that could lose to those 2008 Detroit Lions and the 2017 Browns. I believe it's the 2017 Browns team that went 0-16. But right now, you, you hear Dan Orlovsky talking, the former quarterback, that 0-16 2008, Dolph, or 2008 uh, Detroit Lions team. And he says that Detroit Lions team would beat this year's Jets team uh, 16 out of 16 games. So I think that has everything you need out of that. The Buffalo Bills have not looked good. Uh, They need to turn around and fast. Otherwise, that's going to get away from them. Week 15 at Cincinnati. Same as before. The Bengals just are not in the same class as the Steelers. And that, again, they should win that game. The week after that... They're at home against the Indianapolis Colts, who the past decade, the Steelers have absolutely dominated the Colts. And when you look at their quarterback, yeah, I know uh, Indianapolis has a good defense, but Phillip Rivers has been god-awful at times this year. He barely has an arm at, at this point in his career. He he can barely throw the football. I, I have no confidence in Phillip Rivers that late in the year, and I wouldn't be surprised if someone else was their starting quarterback by that point. He is losing it. He's on his way out, and I, I firmly believe this will be the last we ever see Phillip Rivers in the NFL. Again, I think that's a winnable game. Then you look at Week 17. At this point, it shouldn't even matter who the Steelers have on the field. They are going to Cleveland. I could absolutely see Mason Rudolph starting this game. It just doesn't make sense. When you look at the schedule, the Steelers should be completely concreted in on where they are picking or where they are pegging in the playoff ranking order. At this point in the year, Cleveland could potentially be fighting for their playoff lives. So it might be interesting to see what the lineup looks like. But again, do you think the Browns can knock off the Steelers after that egg they laid in week six? I don't. I have no faith in Baker Mayfield. They lost Odell Beckham for the year. When you look at this this schedule on paper, if they were to lose the two Baltimore games, that means the Steelers are going 14-2. Honestly. If you look on paper, uh, the Steelers are better than basically every team on their schedule this year. Sure, you can call it a cupcake schedule, but I think the Steelers were built to beat the Ravens. We'll get into that a little bit more in the second half here, but there is a clear path, a simple path, that the Steelers can not only have one of those uh, all-time records in the history of football, but could quite easily be the number one seed in the AFC and have home field throughout the entire playoffs. All right, we are going to take a quick break and get into more of the Steelers-Ravens talk uh, heading into Week 8. You are listening to Live Mike, and this is Behind the Steel Curtain. short little break there. We are talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens, uh, specifically this matchup more in depth uh, heading into week eight and what it means for the future. If the Steelers are to lose this game, which is something they haven't done yet this year, they're going to be fine. Um, Losing in Baltimore, honestly, I think I don't think any team expects a, or any fan base should expect a team to go 16-0 and 16-0 win the Super Bowl because when you look back in the history of the NFL, obviously it's only the 72 Dolphins that have ever gone undefeated and won 
the Super Bowl, and they did that when there's four less regular season games than there are today. Uh, yeah, and when you look back at it, the, the New England Patriots, that 2007 team, sure, they went undefeated. They cruised all the way to the Super Bowl, but then they ran into the 8-8 eight and eight New York Giants and got absolutely beat up by an amazing defensive line. The, th- the thing that's really nice, though, for the Steelers, they're the team with that outstanding front seven, and that's, uh, that's one of the uh, things that make it a little more fun moving forward. However, getting back to this talk, the Baltimore Ravens, if the Steelers are to lose, to them. What does that mean? That means the Steelers all of a sudden bump way down the AFC playoff north uh, or AFC playoff uh, pitcher as a whole. Uh, Kansas City's probably going to win again. Uh, Baltimore Baltimore instantly takes uh, the AFC North lead uh, as both teams would be 6-1. and one. Uh, Baltimore would be the number two seed in the AFC Uh, Kansas City would be number one. Uh, And that's when it becomes a little tricky for Pittsburgh to claw back in and uh, steal that number one seed back for themselves. The Steelers would be the top uh, wildcard team as we speak if they were to lose that game. But as we talked about in the first half of our show, they should realistically, and there really is an excuse for them to win the three games following the game against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. So, if uh, we head to week 12 uh, and the Steelers are sitting with a 9-1 and record, which they legitimately should have at worst, at worst, they should be 9-1 and uh, when, they, when the Baltimore Ravens are visiting Pittsburgh. The Steelers getting their win back instantly, bing, the Steelers are the number one seed in the AFC North. So basically what I'm trying to say here is this week eight game... Puts the Steelers a big enough cushion where it basically doesn't matter what happens the rest of the year uh, in play against the Baltimore Ravens and whatever they do. Because the Steelers legitimately should take care of business against basically every other team on their schedule. A loss this week, though, basically means that the Steelers want to win the AFC North. They have to win the other game against the Baltimore Ravens. You can even break this down a little bit further and saying, basically, the Steelers just got to go one and one against the Ravens this year to be AFC North champions. And if they can do that, then the sky is the limit when it comes to being the number one seed, that all important number one seed in the AFC. And when you look around the division or the conference, rather, you look at some of the other teams, the conference leaders, of course, the Titans, who we just faced, uh, what, five and one. You look at them, you're like, all right, sure, like they'll still be in contention. They shouldn't have a problem winning the AFC South. But when you look at them, you're you already have that cushion. The Steelers have a game and a half cushion. It doesn't matter what the Titans do. If they tie the Steelers at the end of the year, the Steelers will get the seed higher than the Titans. That that win was massive because you know that's going to be one of those four top seeds. Then when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, who really should take care of uh, their uh, their stuff in the AFC West. It's hard to predict them, but they could legitimately be a 15 and one, a 14 and two, 13 and three really kind of seems at worst case scenario for them. So with that all in mind, what does that kind of mean moving forward? Can the Steelers pass them? It really depends on what, uh, where they lose their games and where they win their games. Kansas city knocking off the Ravens. Not great for the Steelers. Basically, what that means is Steelers have to kind of get uh, their win back somehow uh, in that uh, interconference play. Now, obviously, 
in that division, um, you have the Denver Broncos, who the Steelers uh, did take down this year. So I suppose the Steelers got their win back against the AFC West against a lesser opponent. If it comes to strength of schedule, the Steelers had the second easiest schedule in the NFL behind the Baltimore Ravens. So basically, I think the Steelers have to just finish the year with a better winning record than the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's going to be easier said than done. But with a flawless record right now, they're going to have to continue to win and win and win and win and win for that not to matter. So that will be interesting to see how that kind of shapes up. Uh, when you look at the the AFC East, I guess you got uh, the uh, Buffalo Bills who have, uh, like I said earlier, they won their last game against the Jets but have struggled as of late. I really don't see them being a factor. Obviously, the Steelers play them, so knocking them off. Legitimately, if the Steelers win the AFC North, if they if they win the AFC North, they'll be the one or two seed, guaranteed. That's what it's going to come down to. And they're going to be neck and neck with the Kansas City Chiefs. Basically, that's the position the Steelers have put themselves in right now. And if they're going to win the AFC, they have to continue to win games and win them now early. So that means this week against Baltimore, winning this game, all of a sudden, you can throw out all those power rankings, all that blah, blah, blah. Because the Steelers, I know they're the team that likes to play down to opponents. But with the defense like they have and some really soft, inexcusable losses against opponents the the following three weeks after Baltimore and the last five opponents of the year, they really should take care of business. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for this team to do any worse than 13-3, and in my opinion. And that that would say they lose to Baltimore twice and then say they they go into Buffalo, who perhaps gets hot at the end of the year and loses that Sunday nighter. That's the only games I could see going the wrong way at this point. It it just it shaped up so nicely for the Steelers and 13 and three. Although on paper I'm sure we all would have taken that at the beginning of the season. I don't think it's enough to be the number one seed in the AFC right now. I think the Steelers team, when you look at the rest of the schedule: Baltimore, Dallas, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Washington, Buffalo, uh, Indianapolis, and Cleveland. I think the Steelers have a better roster than each and every one of those teams. I don't love a lot of facets of the Ravens defense. I think Yannick Ngakwe is a little overrated. I I don't love the Ravens offensive line. I don't love the Ravens wide receivers. I I think Mark Andrews is a stud, but outside of him, like mm, where are they going with the ball? Lamar Jackson can't do it all. And uh, they lost to talk about a cupcake schedule. The Ravens have had the same and they got their butts handed to them when they played Kansas city. So I think uh, the narrative changes this week when the Pittsburgh Steelers go into Baltimore it's going to be a crazy one. It's going to be a dogfight and one that I couldn't be more excited for. So to recap all this, just to get to what I'm saying, my my whole thing here is the Pittsburgh Steelers, if they can go into Baltimore, win this game, they put themselves in the perfect position, not only to win the AFC North, because that's going to be virtually all wrapped up at the halfway point in the season, believe it or not. Because, again, like I said, two-and-a-half game cushion is what the Steelers will have working for them against the softest schedule in football, and the Ravens really having no space to make up any games. All of a sudden, all the Steelers have left competing for is whether or not they're going to be the number one seed or the number two seed against a team that they'll never play in the regular season. 
So beating Baltimore now is the most important thing that the Steelers can do. They need to focus on that. They need to get the job done. And I am fully prepared to say they will do it. I'm excited to talk about this more as we get through the week. Um, this has been your live mic for the Steelers uh, for the Steelers preview of the Baltimore Ravens in NFL's Week Eight. I'm Michael Beck. You are listening to Behind the Steel Curtain. Make sure you're checking out all the great articles on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and Behind the Steel Curtain's family of podcasts. Make sure you're checking out all the great content, following us on all the social medias, and uh, interacting with uh, our hosts and uh, just getting in the live chat and having fun with us. Uh, We love all our listeners and readers uh, and couldn't ask for really a better following. This season has been absolutely incredible so far for the Steelers. We can only hope that that ball continues to roll. I've been Michael Beck. You're listening to Live Mike, and we will see you guys in the next one. Have a great one, guys. 